It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only, call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 381-4567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you to the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday December 4th, 2014 getting close to the end of the year. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father Greg Gwynn is here. Hello Dad. Jacob, great to be with you tonight. Good to be with you tonight as well and looking forward to a discussion with our listeners at 877-381-4567 questions at collegeview.com and also in the chat room tonight and we're going to have a program that uh well we brought a lot of soap to well at least a lot of soap boxes to get up on yes we're gonna tonight we're going to talk about social media and the use of social media by christians uh earlier today to our update list we always remind you get on that list if you're not send us an email to questions at collegeview.com just say add me to the list in the subject line and we'll do that and on Thursday, uh, sometime around noon, you typically will get an update from us about our topic to our update list today. We send out the topic of the Christian and social media. Yes. Uh, I, I'm looking through our archives, Jacob. Uh, there, There is a program in there from 2009 in which you and James Buchanan mm-hmm. uh, did an episode on social media. Yep. Uh, since 2009, the only thing that has happened is that social media has become ever more prevalent really? yeah. um, uh, in the world. Yeah. And so certainly I think it deserves uh, some additional comment from us. And uh, well, this, sorry, you, this sort of idea came to your mind after uh, sort of a passing comment you made in Bible class on Sunday morning here. Yeah, just this last Sunday morning, we it wasn't even really – in the context we were studying, but uh, something came up and it led several. I mean, there were just several people who sort of passionately wanted to talk about social media, and one of them is here tonight. Yeah, Anthony's behind the board, and Anthony, you were quick to jump on your soapbox Sunday morning when the social media topic yeah. was brought up. Yeah, I'm not. A, I definitely have some concerns about social media, uh, so I think it's a timely subject that we're talking about tonight. And as Greg said, I mean, it's only getting more and more popular, it seems. So. Yeah, definitely something worth talking about. All right. We'll look forward to hearing from you, Anthony, tonight as well. Uh, it's an important thing. I mean, and just nothing unique necessarily about social media and the temptations it presents, but uh, they're temptations, and we just need to realize it's an avenue that Satan's going to use. Yes. Yeah. When we, when we sent out our questions, well, the very first one was list what you see as the positive benefits of mm-hmm. social media, especially from a a spiritual or biblical point of view. Yeah. How might it be used in good ways by Christians to accomplish things that need to be done? And I think it's de- definitely capable of that. We're, sure. So we're not, although we got some real concerns and we see some dangers, and I think we see some areas where people are abusing, Christians are abusing social media. We're not just trying to, what's the old expression, throw the baby out with the bathwater. We understand there's some benefit there that can be used. In fact, we use social media uh, with the virtual Bible study. Sure. Uh, we, we put our information out on Twitter. There's a, a Facebook page for the virtual Bible study, and one of our members here uh, usually updates that each week as to our topic and so forth. I think they did this week. Um, uh, there's another 
um, social media site that's a little less known, but we're using it too. It's called Meetup, mm-hmm. and Meetup organizes people to uh, to get together for various causes, and we've got a Meetup Bible study taking right. place right here in Columbia, Tennessee. Right. And if you're in our area, uh, look us up on Meetup. And find our Bible study. We meet the first Monday night of every month at yep. the Chick-fil-A in Columbia, and we have a good group and a good discussion. So we understand that there's good to come from social media. We want to talk about that. That's our first question. What's the positive benefits from okay. using social media? Number two, comment on these potential dangers of social media. And then I just listed some, and there may be a lot more that you can think of, but I put addiction or time spent on social media, loss of direct interpersonal skills, damage to example and influence, boasting and bragging, narcissism, infidelity, and immorality. Yeah. So, and that may not cover them all. Well, and those aren't, none of those are new temptations. Uh, You look at narcissism, that goes all the way back to, that's Greek mythology, isn't it there, Anthony? Yes. Uh, So, so these are, these are old things that have been going on, but maybe just a new avenue for something to expose us to those. Okay, question three was, what are your suggested protections for using social media for yourself as yeah. an individual and especially for parents in regards to their children? Okay, okay. And then number four, one just just very niche kind of question, What should, how should Christians interact with unfaithful or disciplined oh, brethren on social media? That is a becoming I never more. hear that talked about, but I have a little bit of, I, I, I guess I got a little bit of a, feeling or an uh, an opinion I, I guess i'll say it that way i have an opinion to express about interaction on social media with brethren and maybe we've had to withdraw ourselves have you heard of, have you heard of that anthony that, no, that I, dilemma it's I a dilemma that. yeah it's a it's a 21st century dilemma it right? is <laughs> what do you do yeah so okay. we'll talk about that that, that that should just take a minute or two but we'll talk about that at the end okay all right so let's dive in all right number one let's talk about those positive benefits of using social media and uh, I think one of our emailers maybe had an idea. Wow, and she was fast on it. She was quick. Uh, it took 20 minutes to respond to your email. Ramona in Texas saw some benefits, and she shared those with us. I belong to several groups on Facebook sponsored by the church, including women's groups, which really support me and where I can study the Bible. If certain people steer away from the Bible, I can just block them or even the group. Plus, I read tweets of Christians on Twitter and, of course, podcasts. I listen to sermons from other churches and, of course, the virtual Bible study. Yeah. So thank you. So, uh, and, and we're right with you there, Ramona. We're, we're not saying that social media is all bad. I, I hope that no one will, will as, as a takeaway from our uh, study tonight, say that we're condemning it out of hand because mm-hmm. we're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we see that we use social media, and, we, and lots of churches use it, I think, probably far more effectively than we do. Uh, uh, and so there, there is good that is coming. People are being reached. And it is just a way to get in contact with people who may be seeking for God's truth. And that's good. We use the Internet pretty uh, thoroughly uh, with the virtual Bible study, uh, and we see it as an advantage. The, the Internet in general is just rife with danger. But we still think that there's a good thing that can be done with the Internet. And, the, yeah, you don't have to look very far to see people using the, the tools uh, in a beneficial way. Yeah. So uh, we agree that there's a lot of good that can be done, and and that would make an interesting survey. I mean, just sort of survey congregations and see what they're doing with social media. I'd like somebody to do that and, and, and give the rest of us some heads up as to maybe some of the 
specific or unique ways that it can be used. Anthony, your yeah, thoughts? I was going to say, I mean, I think I've heard it said that, you know, technology is neutral, you know, inherent, you know, uh, a television itself, you know, or the capability to broadcast television is, is a neutral technology, but it's whether we use it for good or, or for evil. And there's certainly a lot of positive things that can be done with social media. I mean, it's a way to keep in touch with people, uh, to share to share important news, certainly to encourage people along spiritual lines, um, you know, definitely. Uh, so I would agree that, you know, I think people, as we were talking about Bible class, I think people know that I'm not a big fan of social media per se, but I would not, you know, would not want to say that you should never use social media or, it would, or it's wrong to have a Facebook account. Yeah. Um, there's certainly some good that can come from it. Um, I noticed in some notes from that old program that you did with James Buchanan, Jacob, that James made the point in an outline that he had assembled that the devil can take morally neutral things and use them as stumbling blocks. And that really, you see that story throughout the scriptures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for instance, go back to chapter 11 of Genesis, the Tower of Babel. Men being able to design and build things. That's not necessarily bad. But the Tower of Babel was a bad thing. They used it in an in a unauthorized way, used that ability yeah. or used that yeah. capability. Uh, he talked about Second um, Kings chapter 18 where Hezekiah had to destroy the brazen serpent that Moses had made. It was a good thing when Moses made it. He made it at God's instruction. But Hezekiah had to destroy it because the people had started worshiping it as an idol in Second yeah. Kings chapter 18. So... Uh, Satan can take things that are good and use them to accomplish his purposes, which we don't want to facilitate. Okay. I think, you know, I think the key is, you know, we can't use that fact that technology is neutral or that it has positive uh, uses. We can't hide behind that fact and ignore some of the detrimental effects that may be taking place in our lives. So I think hopefully one thing that we can get out of this study is that we need, if we're using social media, we need to really take a uh, take a hard look at ourselves and how we're using it um, to determine, well, do we need to change the way we're using it? Or if it's that much of a temptation and causing you that much uh, to stumble that much, maybe you do stop using it. You know, just like we would say that about anything. If you can't... You can't control your... At, t- if you right. can't be careful about what TV shows you're watching... Get rid of the TV. Right. If you can't control yourself from looking at pornography on the Internet, lose your Internet connection right. and, and all that sort of thing. So that yeah. could be, you know, that may be for an individual, that may be the right course. Alexander Graham Bell was in, vital in inventing the telephone almost 150 years ago now. And uh, and that didn't take long for that technology to be used in ways that were sinful and, and dangerous and I'm sure still being used for good things. Don't hear but, preachers really harping on the use of the telephone too much anymore, but used to, you know, talk about, you know, the, the ladies getting on there and spreading the gossip around on the telephone. A, grape, a gossip grapevine. Yeah, right. And it's, it. uh, that, are you used to hear about the telephone wires getting red hot with all that gossip going across them. Not talking about that too much now, but it just shows you that technology can be used in evil ways. Exactly. We got an email from Keith in Hendersonville, and, he, and when he received our update, he said that's a heaping of topics. In general, I think social media is like any other human interaction. It has to be guided by the same principles. When we are Christians, we must guard our hearts. Measuring our time is part of what we do daily, redeeming the time, because social media may be used as a tool 
to help others find peace in trouble, to preach Christ, to communicate, or to do evil. That's up to us. I hesitate in getting too involved in telling others how to guide or guard that just to guard that, just as I hesitate in trying to speak the usage of a phone or watching television or going to movies. We must also guard against extreme views on all these. He's, he's, I think he's right in suggesting it's, it's not significantly different in danger than the phone or watching television or going to movies. But I, I guess the one thing that I'd sort of disagree with Keith about is I'm not going to hesitate to w- tell people to guide and guard themselves against those dangers. Yeah. I think we have to. I think, uh, especially our young people, if we're not, if we're not sounding the, the warning, as as teachers, as older Christians, as parents in particular, if we're not sounding the warning, then you can almost guarantee that they're going to be doing the wrong thing with think, all those I devices. I think Keith may be commenting on the fact that we don't want to make arbitrary rules about uh, about things, but uh, and we're not. That's not our intention with this program. But we are. We should warn of the dangers. You know. Um, and we do that with we do that with all kinds of things that 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 warrant uh, a warning sign on them uh, from physical dangers, and we ought to definitely do it as, with spiritual dangers. Yeah. Uh, again, I would ask if uh, right here initially, we just want to emphasize that we understand there's good that comes from the use of social media, and we use it. We probably should work harder at using it more thoroughly than we do even. Uh, so we're not discounting that. We're just too uh, old-fashioned to use it more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just well, you know, I think it's funny because I was that sort of segues into thought that I was going to have, and I think you know, you you brought up some of these older technologies, telephone or TV. Nobody today would, I mean, especially as Christians, we're well aware of the dangers of television for the most part. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but what we're seeing now is these technologies are coming about so rapidly that we're. They're catching us off guard, morally speaking, to yeah. where we're, oh, Facebook, cool, you know, let's jump on there. And before you know it, you're sucked in. Right. And because it's so new and it's so, uh, you know, our brains even literally don't know what to do with all this new information. So, um, you know, I think that's why you know, maybe people are getting tired of us, you know, talking about this or warning about it, but it's because it's it's happening and changing so fast that we've got to keep you know sounding the. Warning. I think I think that's right. But I do, and I appreciate the fo- the folks here who, who use the social media to, for good. I appreciate that. I just yeah. I'm just sort of an old cranky guy. I don't. I, well, it you makes know, me it, tired to think about it. It's like some other things, you know, that we may choose not to get involved in just because. We're busy with other things, that, and, and we, that's not particularly interesting to us. It's, yeah. You know, you don't have to jump on every bandwagon that comes by. You need uh, to do what you can do. You do, and, and what you feel comfortable about, and, and what you feel most effective with. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, um, for for those who can use social media in in an effective way, we say do it. Yeah. You know, make sure you're using it effectively and yeah. not ineffectively yeah. or wrongly. We're going to talk about some of the dangers here as we get further into the program, but we're not we're not condemning that. And I wouldn't want anybody to take our our subject tonight to suggest that we're saying it's all bad, no good. No, no, right. And someone might say, well, you guys aren't qualified. None of you have a Facebook account. 
So how could you Guilty be qual- charged how could you be qualified to talk about that, well, Anthony? And I'll I think say, you don't have an account, probably yeah. in- intentionally. Yes, definitely. Okay. But I will say, I was telling Greg the other day that I at work. Um, see, you know, as social media has been around for a few years now, still, uh, so people are starting to, to get with this. But now, like my employer has pushed out basically an internal Facebook platform and is encouraging people to get out there and interact with each other. So I've dabbled in the, a, a little bit of that and I've you know and so I've I've you know played the game a little bit and so I do have some experience to speak from and I, I will say a good bit of it has been a negative in terms of lessons that I've learned okay. from this and things that I've seen the effects that it's had okay. on me. All right, let's get a break so our listeners can go out and check their Facebook accounts, and then when we get back, we'll talk about some of the dangers. First of all, uh, what we want to talk media. about is simply the t- amount of time people are spending and getting addicted to well, social media. All right, here we go. All right, we'll take a break and get your thoughts right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. Hi, I'm Wade Shelton. In 1 Peter 3.15, the scripture says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You see, we believe here at College View that we should be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh. And I believe that we are dedicated to this cause. That's why we here at College View bring you the virtual Bible study each week. Our hope is that you will join us each week here on the Virtual Bible Study in hopes of strengthening your faith so that you will be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Please join us here every Thursday night on the Virtual Bible Study. I know that it's worth an hour of your time. Here's some quotes worth pondering. The appearance of religion only on Sunday proves that it is only an appearance. The man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. A stubborn man does not hold opinions, they hold him. John Newton, the author of the song Amazing Grace, wrote, My memory is almost gone, but I remember one thing, that I am a great sinner and Christ is a great Savior. There are some people who imagine that everyone else is as nasty as they are, and then they proceed to hate them for it. Man, wish I'd said that. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. And we're back on the program. <laughs> we're busy talking about well, social media yeah. off the air. Yeah. We didn't get back on air. Well, let's talk about time here as we uh, as we talk about the dangers of social media. Um, what's some of the problems with addiction in time? Uh, hey, I've got some stats here. Okay. And I think you've got some stats too, Jacob. Uh, and of course, the, the, I mean, you don't have to look very far to find all kinds of stats about Facebook and other social media. You know what some of those other social medias are? Facebook is the biggest, of course, and most popular 900 million uh, unique monthly visitors to Facebook. There's over a billion registered users of Facebook in the world. Uh, Twitter, we do Twitter here at the Virtual Bible Study also. 310 million estimated unique monthly visitors to Twitter. And then uh, it goes down from there. LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh uh, Instagram uh, is one, and then one of the, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. I've got the, a list of the 15 most popular, and uh, the the meetup uh, that we were talking about, that we have a meetup Bible study here in Columbia that we organized, and there's 40 million unique monthly visitors to meetup. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. You're talking about a lot of hits there. All right. Um, 
But think about this. The average Facebook user checks his Facebook account 14 times every day. Mm. The average stay when they get on to check their 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 Facebook account is at least three minutes. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good bit of time every day. 79% of Facebook users check their Facebook account within the first 15 minutes of waking up every morning. 79%, that's the first thing they do. 62%, in other words, 79% look within the first 15 minutes. 62% grab their phone immediately upon waking to check their Facebook that's among all users. Among age group 18 to 24, the numbers are even higher. Mm. Among age group 18 to 24, 89% check their Facebook within the first 15 minutes of waking, and 74% grab their phone immediately upon opening their eyes. Mm. So people are... Seven, th- three out of four. Yeah. That's the first thing they do is grab their phone to check their Facebook. Mm. Uh, now... I don't know about you, but that almost sounds like addiction to me. It does. You know, that, that, that's, that's your first compelling urge when you awaken is to check your social media. That sounds really addictive to me. I may be wrong about that, but that just sounds like you're Something you're going to have to judge yourself, but yeah. uh, is this something you're addicted to, Anthony? I mean, I, there's no question that you, you know, your, your brain, I don't know if it's dopamine or what the chemicals are, but when you, check that device or you see what the latest it there's a a physical reward uh neurotransmitters going off that reward you for that behavior and it's absolutely can be addictive um you know books are being written about about that you know we're so addicted to our mobile devices and we you know we're missing out on everything else that's going around us because we're constantly checking our phones um, it's a serious issue. Now, it can be controlled, and it could probably be done in moderation, but it's going to require awareness and discipline yeah. to be able to do that. And it, it's like anything that that you allow yourself to be addicted to. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. He was talking, I mean, you could almost put, Facebook right in there. Facebook is lawful to me, but it may not be expedient. Right. And I will not be brought under the power of it. Yeah. You know, that would be the application of Paul's words there in First Corinthians chapter six, verse twelve. Yeah. Uh of course we have to worry about the time we spend. Uh Ephesians chapter five, verse sixteen, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We're accountable for the for the investment of time that we do in all things. And and that would play a factor here too. Sure, and it's it's going to be a personal decision. I mean, nobody's going to say, "Hey, you can't spend forty minutes on your Facebook today." But it's got to be something we we think about and we make a decision personally about it, being aware of how we're using our time. Yeah, and you know, we've got. I think we've got to do that with all of this technology, Anthony. That's come um, that, that that we have at our disposal now. Yeah, I mean, is it really necessary? Do I want to devote this much of my life to this? Yeah, is it productive? Is it useful? Am I, you know. Is, it, is this really just pure entertainment? I mean, am, am I sharing information? Am I helping people in some way? Or am I just, you know, is it just entertainment factor? Which obviously, you know, we all have make time for entertainment. But the question is how much of that is too much? Um, um, 
And, and of course, any time that I invest in in those things has to be weighed against the time then that I don't have available to do other important things. Yeah. Uh, spend time with my family, you know, read right. my Bible, visit those who need visited, uh, all those kind of things. How many of us have not seen go to a restaurant? I, I, I've seen it several times. Here's a family of four, mother, father, son, daughter, and they're sitting at a table and they all have their electronic device out. And instead of talking to each other, they're all doing their thing on their electronic device. And so that, again, speaks to me of addiction. Uh, the, the next point we want to talk about is the loss of direct interpersonal skills. And I think that goes right in hand. Hey, but you, before you talk about the time, though, let's talk about 40 minutes that you could spend in Bible study because you need to start advertising the Bible reading calendars. Yeah, we, we're going to uh, do again this year, as we always do, print a, a Bible reading calendar for the year 2015. We'll, we'll have it ready here in the next few weeks. And uh, you can get one. Send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Give us your snail mail address, and we'll mail you one in the U.S. mail. Or send us, uh, uh, just say you can take it electronically, and we'll do that too. And so... You put your Facebook account on hold, and that that Bible reading calendar gets taken care of next year. That's right. You'll read the Bible through next year if you back off of Facebook. Now, you, nobody's saying you got to back off Facebook. We're just saying think about your time, yeah. and maybe maybe that's something you want to you want to make a trade for. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I, I think that's right. Uh, let's just segue that to this next this next idea of loss of interpersonal skills. You know. Uh, I really think that as a culture, we're losing the ability to converse, to in-person visit with one another and so forth. And I think we've – I'm not necessarily even talking from a, a, a moral or spiritual vantage point. I'm just talking about from a what's good and what's pleasant standpoint. I feel like we've really lost something. I remember uh, two or three years ago, I was preaching in Athens, Alabama one one summer night and after services, one of the mid one of the men of the church said something that really made me sad. He said, "You know, on a nice summer night like tonight, after church services, we would have gone home, sat out on the front porch, drank iced tea. The kids would chase lightning bugs in the yard, and and we would talk." He said, "Nobody's going to do that tonight, and we're all going to go home and sit in our air conditioned houses and turn on TV and not talk to anybody." And he was right, and what a sad observation. We have just lost something when we lose our, the skill of visiting and talking and conversing, and we instead have to do it with our thumbs on an electronic device. All right, so just uh, just from a practical uh, observation there, but there's some, there are some social or some spiritual ramifications of that. Yeah, go ahead. Because we're, we're to be social religious people. We're to be interacting socially and sharing uh, our our. Our needs and our and our. Well, if I can't, if I'm not very, if if I don't develop my interpersonal skills, then I'm going to have trouble interacting with the person to teach them the gospel. Sure, or or having an opportunity to do that, or to encourage a weak brother, or or to restore an erring brother, or to do a host of other things that require me to be able to communicate. You know, if if I was a or you or any of us, if we were just complete introverts. And, and some people are. I mean, some people psychologically are affected to the point that they, they, they have certain it's more issues them, going yeah. on yeah. where they just can't interact with people. If we were all that way, it'd be very hard for us to get the gospel message out. We need to be able to communicate. God wants us to be able to communicate. And just from a practical uh, standpoint, I mean, 
Anthony, I think you like to be out in your yard when the weather's nice. Dad, I know you do as well. How many of your neighbors are you seeing out when you're out in the yard? Yeah, Do you ever see your neighbors? Very, very few. Almost never. Yeah, it's really sad when you think about it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so I think those first two probably, probably all these are pretty closely uh, uh, tied to one another. But the idea that people are spending too much time and they're losing their interpersonal skills in the process of of spending that time with social media to some extent. I'm not saying that's the whole factor, but. I think television's a big factor too. I think I think you talk about people just staying in their houses and staring at something. TV probably a bigger offender than than uh, social media is, but put them all together and and there's a lot of things to just keep you locked in. Well, I was gonna say, um, you know, and I and I've caught myself even doing this. We tend when we're wrapped up in social media and the digital reality world, we tend to see the real world through the lens of. How, you know, uh, of dig- uh, social media, you know, uh, ooh, uh, what can I take a picture of? That would make a good Instagram picture. Uh, that would make a great tweet or that would make a great blog post. And so we're starting to see uh, the reality through the lens of how can I turn this into a social media event? Some type of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we're not paying attention to what's going on around us. Um, you know, our brain is spinning in a totally different direction and, as we lose the ability to interact with people and we lose the ability to pay attention just to our physical surroundings, we're staring at the phone all the time. Uh, you know, I, I've sort of alluded to this in some sermons and things I've preached recently is, you know, God shows himself. We read Romans one twenty or one twenty one, I believe, that, you know, God The, the invisible things right. of him are God visible. manifests himself in the, his creation. Yeah. If we can't even... Pay attention to God's creation, then we're losing something there. And how many opportunities are we losing to interact with people that we could potentially influence for good because we've got our head down when we're out in public rather oh, yeah, than having it up and aware yeah. of what's going on around us? Yeah, that, uh, real quick, a couple more stats take it. Uh, 32% of Facebook users admit uh, use, uh, using Facebook during mealtime with their family. Mm. Two thirds admit. Two-thirds of Facebook users admit to checking their Facebook accounts while they're at work, and 51% of workers acknowledge that their productivity is diminished because of Facebook. Uh, tw- get this. Students who have their Facebook accessible during study time score 20% less on tests. Wow. So it's keeping them from focusing on their studies. They're not they're not paying attention to their studies. They got an eye over here constantly looking at their electronic device. That just tells you something about the distracting qualities. And, of course, it can distract us from our spiritual priorities, too. All right. Well, let's take a break uh, before this thing, this program gets renamed the old Codgers Hour because it's sounding <laughs> like that right now. Uh, we'll get a break, and uh, when we get back, we'll take your comments. The chat room has been very quiet tonight. I think people are worried about that. The chat room, by the way, is social media. <laughs> but we're going to say that it's got a pass tonight. We're not going to say no, we're not going to condemn it tonight. If uh, we use it for good spiritual things. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you 877-381-4567 don't go anywhere we're back right after this did you hear what they just said call in during this break and let everyone know what you think the virtual bible study continues after this announcement this is greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point 
When Jesus, after his resurrection, was challenging Peter about his devotion and foretelling the events that would befall him in the future, Peter turned to John and said, Lord, what shall this man do? Many have speculated that Peter was attempting to deflect the harsh light of scrutiny from himself and get the attention directed towards someone else. Jesus answered, quote, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. That account is found in John chapter 21. If we were to put this into our own words, Jesus basically told Peter that it was none of his business what would happen to John and that he needed to take care of his own matters. Peter's efforts to shift the attention away from himself was petty and immature. It was like a child being scolded for misconduct. The typical reaction of the child is to point a finger at another child and say, but what about him? Parents can see right through this tactic and so can the Lord. Unfortunately, many Christians display this same immature reaction when they have sinned and others are trying to restore them. They're quick to point at someone else in the church that has sinned in the past or who is currently dealing with a spiritual issue. They complain that others have not been dealt with consistently or that they're being unfairly singled out. Should we be consistent in dealing with all brethren who need to repent? Yes, of course. Can we do better? Without a doubt. But it is not the immediate concern of the one who is himself in need of restoration. Until he has corrected his own problems, he needs to understand that other situations are none of his business. Jesus would say, what is that to thee? That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Alex Dvorak, reminding you to listen to the virtual Bible study every Thursday night at 8 o'clock Central Time. We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight. Reminding you, this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. You can also find out more about us by sending us an email, questions at collegeu.com, with any question you might have or suggestion for future editions of the virtual Bible study. In the chat room, as we talk about social media, uh, Philip is listening, and he says, I am an evangelist of the gospel, and I also work as a host for a local restaurant. Most chefs I work there is hardly a table that does not have some sort of device. I've been asked uh, to take pictures for people to post on some sort of social media, and I am asked by people to set near our TVs. Some guests hardly talk but are surfing the net. That's exactly you, the Philip. situation we were He's talking about. It so you see it, you see it firsthand. You, yeah. you see I mean, it a lot more than we do, but we've we've all I think seen that. Randy in Michigan cites First John two fifteen through seventeen. The love of the, do not love the things of the world. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Uh, those are the ways the devil gets at us, and he can use things like social media to accomplish his purposes. All right. Look, look we're going to have to move on here to some of these other dangers that I think. We've got to be aware of. We're, we're just trying to point them out. We're not trying to say that the social media like Facebook is all bad, but there's certainly dangers. One of them of is the damage to example and influence. Wow. Um, psychologists have acknowledged, uh, and again, this is not from a spiritual perspective, but they've acknowledged that when you use uh, – a sort of a third-person device like a computer, it reduces your inhibitions and and would would co- allow you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, but you feel more empowered to do them. And certainly Facebook and other social medias have done that. Instagram, I think, is a really bad one where people post oh, really. Is there one called Snapchat? Yeah. Some Snapchat. Yeah. And people post horrible pictures, horribly immodest and immoral pictures of themselves. They wouldn't typically do that. You know, I, if I'm in a room with some other people, I wouldn't reach in my pocket and pull out a, a you know a picture and say, "Look at that, will you?" But I'd be I'd be inclined to 
to do it on Facebook. And right. so that just, that's just a, a known, acknowledged effect of these devices. All right. Yeah, you don't have to go. I'm really glad you brought that up because that was really steaming in my head before this the program. It's not a day goes by that somebody hasn't stuck their foot way in their mouth on Twitter or something saying something ridiculous that they would never say in a face-to-face conversation. Celebrities and athletes do that. Yeah, and just recently there was an aide to a congress, uh, someone in Tennessee, uh, an aide to a congressman or something, posted something on Facebook about the president's daughters and and the media got a hold of that and she's had to, she's resigned now because... But she wouldn't have said that in person. Yeah, behind that keyboard and the monitor, I've fallen victim to that. I'm sure, you know, lots of people have where you you get behind a computer screen and suddenly your brain doesn't quite – realize some of the dangers that it's getting involved even even email which what person has not sent something off by email and later said oh i wish i hadn't said that you know because you don't you don't think it through the same way right right definitely uh so certainly your your influence and your example can be damaged plenty of people have had that happen uh I, I think uh, particularly in Facebook, and I'm not sure how all this works, but I know there is such a thing as liking something on Facebook. And I think people's influence can be diminished if they if they do nothing more than say they like something that they shouldn't be liking. You know, someone puts a, a, a immodest picture of themselves on, on there and someone else says they like it. Yeah. Or they tell about doing something that, they, that a Christian shouldn't be doing. And some of their brethren will... will Click and say they like that, and and that's even the likes have the uh, have the effect of hurting your influence, your or, example. Or who are you following? So yeah, who are you following? Yeah, you know uh, who. Yeah, who are you fans of? And you know, it's some you know scantily clad rock yeah, stars. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and even people of the world realize that. I, that reminds me of years ago. Uh, when our CEO of my company started getting – had a Twitter account and all this stuff, this very worldly coworker of mine made a comment, I can't believe some of the people he's following on Twitter. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was shocked at that. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely something that is an issue. All right. got to remember Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers and uh, – what we're doing out there on the social media needs to be in line with that instruction. Yeah. So, again, I mean, I really think we have to – if you're going to be a regular Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, social media user, be aware that you have an online reputation to to uh, to protect and and that your influence is 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 being measured – by the things you say, the things that you post, the things that you like, uh, the pictures you send out, all of that has this definite effect on your your reputation, your influence, and your example. All right. Let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567. That's an old social media avenue there you can use, and uh, we want you to use it for good tonight. Yeah. Use that uh, telephone. Yeah, you can call in, give us your point of view. I gotta believe that there's some strong opinions out there. There may be some other old codgers on the Yeah, line there may tonight. be somebody yeah. else out there who's right. just as old fashioned as we are about these things. Um another thing uh, 
Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I had a stat here. I'm trying to keep up with my stats, They are handwritten tonight. No digital media for you. Okay. No, this is okay. All right. Now, let me go to the next one. Boasting and bragging, uh, uh, which is a problem, I think, with social media because there is this temptation to put out there good things that you have done. I gave I gave $10 to a homeless man today. Yeah. Well, okay, good. Good for you. But you don't have to be telling everybody that. You know, Jesus actually even warned about that in, in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, don't do your, your deeds to be seen of men, specifically giving alms. Don't do that to be seen of men. Uh, so, you know, if if I'm doing something good, something good for the Lord, which I ought to be doing every day, I don't need to be out there promoting myself about that. Uh, now we get to what kicked off the, the conversation on Sunday, Anthony, with the, the construction in 1 Corinthians 13 that love doesn't parade itself, which we see a lot of parading in social yeah, media. Yeah, and I don't think you – I think we you can – fall into this without realizing it. Again, I think that's why we're wanting to talk about this so much is that this new technology, we don't know how to deal with it very well. And I think we get, before we know it, we get wrapped up into this uh, this pattern of self-promotion, um, you know, look at me, look what I did. Um, or look at my family. You know, one of the points I made Sunday was look at my family. Look at yeah. what my family, look what my kid did. You know, which is you know, if, if I'm if I'm boasting about my family, I'm really boasting about myself. You know, sort of in a, a vicarious sort of way. You know, look at what my grandkids did. I have the I have the most beautiful and talented, intelligent grandkids of anybody in the world. And here's their picture. And aren't they beautiful on top of everything else? Well, why am I saying that? I mean, what's the value added to me? Making a post like that, or I, my wife is the most beautiful, loving, caring person. Uh, I'm so blessed to have her as my wife, and she is the best. And uh, I list all of her wonderful attributes. Well, you know, me and my wife are one. And for me to brag on my wife in a public way like that is effectively to brag on myself, in my opinion. I may be wrong, but you guys join in. If- no, I agree with you. I mean, you're you're, you're saying well. I mean, to me, go ahead, Yeah, I don't know. I just think, you know, there there's a fine line, I will say. If you're sharing, you know, if you're sharing information, like I was talking to Greg about, you know, I like to make bread and, um, you know, and I, like I say. And it's I make, good. Yeah, when I make a nice <laughs> loaf of bread or it looks nice. I'm I've had some of it. It's of very it. good. <laughs> well, you know, it, there's some pride there, so you want to share it. Now, I could either just share picture fancy pictures of that bread and say how great it tasted and leave it at that or you know the other side might be well here's this bread it turned out really well here's how to make it and i'm sharing information yeah that's a little bit different but i think what you know if we really step back and look at things more often than not we're putting content out there to make ourselves look good to make people have a high opinion of ourselves, to get more followers, to get more likes, um, but not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure there are some people who are using Facebook more or less to keep in touch with people. And so instead of calling somebody to say, hey, um, you know, the girls won their soccer game yesterday, they might post it on Facebook instead. So I agree. You know, I, I agree. There's, there's some, ju- there's some judgment. There's Why some are you doing it? Then right, that, and right. we can't, we can't motive. make, we can't judge motive. That's right. Motive and is so. what we're really talking about. But if my motive is to be boastful or bragging, 
then that is condemned in the scriptures. And so, again, others can't necessarily judge your heart. God can, uh, but you can too. And so what is your motive in that? Romans chapter 12, verse 3, I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And so we should be careful about thinking too highly of ourselves. Uh, we've talked about this on the Virgin Bible study before, uh, about the misguided, low self-esteem concept that's really being discredited even in psychological circles. They realize that they, w- they went down a, a rabbit trail there that went the wrong way. We're not helping people by saying that the answer to all your issues is to elevate your self-esteem. The Bible never tells us that our problem is low self-esteem. The Bible always warns us that the big danger is too much self-esteem. And I really think that that, is a, that incorporates into our discussion tonight that, that uh, too, thinking too highly of ourselves, I think, is in evidence on some of these social media things. All right. We've got to work on that. And, and, and Anthony, it doesn't matter if we try and put a veil over it. Uh, our motives are what's going to condemn us. And so... And God knows our motives, and we do as well, so we've got to be careful. Before yeah, we go to this break, a, a closely associated point we had on there was narcissism. My, uh, you talked about this the other day, Anthony. Tell us what you think. Yeah, well, I, that's kind of what I was going to say. Um, when we have an Instagram account or a Facebook account, and we're using it to kind of craft an image of ourselves to the world, that ends up we, we're spending a lot of energy on ourselves and our self-image and what we look like and and – you know, taking selfies and stuff like that. There's nothing inherently wrong with a selfie, but if you're just posting What's the reason? pictures, yeah. why are well, you if, posting if, pictures? Well, I'm not going to post a picture. Of course, I don't post any pictures because I can't. I don't have one that's not that, that, that doesn't look bad. But if, nobody's going to post an unbecoming picture of themselves on Facebook. So if I'm posting pictures of myself to Facebook, I've got to ask why. If I'm just posting a picture of myself to Facebook, why am I doing that? It's all about me. Uh, yeah. I do think it's, it's it's something to be considered because I take it to – I'm an outsider looking in, but to me it looks like this is a, hey, look at me, look how pretty I am kind of thing, and I don't see any advantage to that. Yeah, I think it's human nature. I don't think – you know, if you're listening and you feel like you're following it, I mean, I, I don't think – I think it's human nature. We want to put our best foot forward and so forth, but it's – it's a major avenue towards going into a, a pride and uh, and haughtiness. That the Bible clearly condemns those kinds of things. And you know, do we really need to be trying to build ourselves up? Uh, guest nine five nine four in the chat room says the selfie. Amazing that study after study shows how many different aspects of social media reveal narcissism in us. Until social media, did we ever used to have pictures of ourselves and only ourselves around the house or in our wallet? Younger people listening will likely have no idea about keeping pictures in our wallet like it used to be done, and we can agree with that. But imagine that. You know, you, you, the old school pictures, you know, where there was just a picture of you, and mom and dad would send it to grandma and grandpa, and they'd put it on the refrigerator. Can you imagine a guy going to school, and he's just, his wallet's full of the pictures of himself? It's, it's a new thing. It is a totally new thing, and I do think it's a, a it, 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 at a minimum, it's an unbecoming thing. But it, it I, I, in some cases, it has to be crossing the line of thinking too highly of yourself. And I think uh, if we just we could probably talk for hours on this, but you know, it's becoming more and more accepted. So the the shame, if you will, is being 
removed. You know, selfie, everybody's doing selfies now. It's not, so it's changing, but as a, it doesn't change for the Christian. Right. You know, it, you know humility and, uh, and so forth, does, that doesn't go away. So all I think we're trying to urge people is take, look, you know, analyze your own situation. If you're using social media, take us a true, honest look at what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you might find that you want to change the way you, you use social media. not saying you have to stop, but maybe you just need to change your approach to social media. Just be conscious and aware of it. Right. And you've got to be the one judging your motives. Uh, Philip, in the chat room, Romans 14, verse 5 is a verse he chats. One person seems one day above another. Other seems uh, every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. So we've got to make some judgment here on what we uh, do. Thank you for that, Philip. And then Randy's made a couple comments that we have let slide here. He references Matthew twelve thirty six by saying to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof on the day of, in the day of judgment. Thank you for that, Randy. And I think we could also say every idle word that men shall type, they shall give account uh, for on the day of judgment. And then he also references 1 John 2, verses 15 and through 17, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Thank you for those comments, Randy, in the chat room tonight. We're going to take a break. Go to the top of the hour right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The virtual Bible study will be back right after this. Tonight on Channel 8 WSIN, it's TV like you've never seen it before. Starting at 8, it's TV's funniest new comedy, Fornication in the City, and Marie has been misbehaving again. Guess what? I just cheated on my husband. He doesn't even know about it. (laughs) And then at 8.30, it's the show that's setting the standard. You won't want to miss this week's I Love This World, where Bob makes a great announcement. Well, I think it's time you knew the truth. I'm gay. (laughs) And at 9 o'clock. It's the show that Television Magazine has called the number one drama for murder and violence. You won't want to miss this week's In Cold Blood to see who will be the next to be gunned down. It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock on Channel 8 WSIN. I'm Greg Gwynn reminding you that sin is a terrible thing and that those who are entertained by watching others sin fall under the condemnation of God that is mentioned in Romans 1.28. Be careful what you watch on television because in spite of what the devil wants you to think, sin is always sin and it's never funny. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Among young adults aged 18 to 33, only 36% say they are religious. Fully 29% consider themselves religiously unaffiliated. 62% of non-Christians in this age group have never even read the Bible. That information is via breakpoint.com. The Word of God says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight, and uh, we were, talk- were talking about social media. During the break, Anthony, you were mentioning about the fact we're talking all the time and, and making comments about this thing's all during the day. It brought to mind a verse, Proverbs 10, verse 19, in the multitude of words there, one hath not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. As we do in all this communicating, we're giving ourselves more opportunity to transgress. So be careful. Be careful. Real quickly, the, the, a big danger uh, of social media that we want to talk about, and then we've got to move to our last couple points real quickly. We're almost out of time. 
But what about infidelity, immorality that's promoted on Facebook? I had a couple of stats here that I thought were shocking. A third of all divorce filings in the year 2011 included the word Facebook. One third of all Whoa. divorce Whoa. filings wow. included the word Facebook. See, that, is, you, know, is you used that to amazing? hear about that in the old AOL days. You know, the, the ladies would get on the chat rooms and then run off, then meet this guy in Kansas or whatever. Yeah. I don't hear about that, but apparently it's still going on. Oh, yeah. um, the Academy of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers said 81% of its members have used or faced evidence plucked from social networking sites in the past five years. So if you're if you're going to go after a guy to get a divorce, what are you going to do? You're going to research his social media mm-hmm. and find damning influ- damning evidence there to use against him. In a, in a divorce proceeding. Uh, so that just tells you that people are using uh, social media in immoral ways to meet up with people that they shouldn't be meeting up with and to discuss activities they shouldn't be doing. And so surely that's a huge danger. All right. So we've got to be aware of that. 877 jump in quick. We're almost out. You know, just the idea that, for, for instance, as a married man, that I would develop a relationship with a woman – Either in person or through the, the the social media, an inappropriate relationship. Maybe I begin to develop feelings for that person. You know, maybe I begin to fantasize about that person. All of that's very dangerous territory, and right. and we got to be real careful. And there. you talked about the inhibitions being removed when you're behind a keyboard. That's another that's danger. That's a very dangerous combination. Yeah. And you know, you're out on Facebook, and you got your old flame from high school wants to be your friend. Yeah. I mean, that's a a brand new temptation that yeah. is now out there and we've got to be aware of it yeah, yeah. okay all right so what are we going to do what, what what protections the third question we had what are your suggested protections for using social media well i think we've talked about a lot of that as we have been talking about these dangers mm-hmm. but one of the things would clearly be pay pay attention to how much time you're spending there you mm-hmm. know i think most people would probably be shocked if they had a stopwatch and every time they clicked on Facebook, they started it. And when they clicked off, they stopped it, but just left it there. And all day long, every time, start it, stop it, start it, stop it. And at the end of the day, see how many minutes or probably hours that you've spent on, on social media. That might be a very simple eye-opening experiment. We're just trying to go without it for a day. Can you go without a day without checking your Facebook? Yeah. We, we've challenged people that way about television, for instance. Yeah. Do you think you're not addicted to TV? Unplug it for a week and yeah. see how you do. Yeah. And and people are shocked when they try an experiment like that as to how addicted they are to these various things. And social media, we said, one of the dangers is addiction. So pay first thing you could do is just actually measure the amount of time that you're using. Uh Maybe go back through your social media and look at the pictures that you've posted. Are they are they inappropriate or are they narcissistic? You know, those can be deleted. Because one of the dangers about putting anything out there is it's out there, and you could delete your post, but it's it's out there someplace in cyberspace, lurking around, and someone can find it. Okay. So uh, those kind of things for sure. Uh, any other suggestions on for me as an individual? What should I do? Well, and you got to be careful about what you say. And, and, Anthony, I think also you need to be careful as this is going out to the world. Be careful of the impression it could leave others. Maybe you fully understand what you're saying and the tone behind it. But be aware of how others could take that. And even in your pictures, there may be some things in your pictures that uh, 
you know, that could leave the wrong in, in, in impression. Yeah, like I, I was actually looking at a website uh, tonight, um, and there was a picture you know, of a, a local, I don't want to get too much detail, a local business, a person I do business with locally. Then there's a picture on the website, and there's like a, a glass of wine in the picture. It's like, oh, well, they must think it's okay to drink. Just something little like that. And yeah, yeah. That, that you didn't know. Right. So. Yeah. Or maybe you've got a bottle of olive oil on your on your kitchen well, cabinet yeah. and your wife, you know, you take a picture of your wife, she's there cooking. Well, the people <laughs> what are going to what, they got, what, they, what do they got there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I find that when I write something, if I put it aside for a little while and come back and reread it, I, I realize that I can improve that, change it, make it clearer, maybe take out something that I shouldn't even have said. Yeah. But the spontaneity of social networking causes me to just blurt it out without thinking. So, Slow it down. Back it off. There that might you go. Yep. And give it some time to stew here and see how, how, how oh, it goes. Okay. What about your kids? What about protections for kids? Uh, uh, well, uh, I think the old fogies in this room might uh, have a little bit more. To, at a minimum, yeah. know who your kids are friends with. Know what they are liking. Regularly monitor their social networking posts and be sure that you know the passwords to all of their accounts. In other words, there should be no privacy. Uh, and They should be willing to let you see anything they say or do on the Internet. And if they won't, then you've got a big problem and you need to get a hold of that yesterday. This is the scary thing about it with the kids. When we were growing up, the kids from church even, were engaged in things that they shouldn't be engaged in. But our interaction with those kids was usually limited to Sunday and Wednesday and maybe a time during the week. And those kind of things weren't necessarily brought to the surface. Now kids have total access to everybody all the time. And so even the kids from church, if they're getting into stuff they shouldn't be getting into, the other kids know it. And the other kids are going to be tempted along those lines. Yeah, and, uh, there's too much interaction. I think well, one of the things that you got to do as a parent is limit that time. Limit the time with the electronic and, device. Yeah, we, we, again, you want the kids from church to be around your kids, but in the old days, that was supervised and chaperoned. It was at, at the Bible study at the, at the other kid's house on Friday night and the singing. Right. And after that, mom and dad came and got you, and you went home. You didn't see them until when Sunday morning. It's Got to, now they're in constant contact, constant, and, and yeah. again, too much time, too many words uh, exchanged, maybe a bad thing, not a good thing. Okay. All right, so there's some ideas uh, about the kids. Real quick, I had, an, uh, as I said, a sort of a niche uh, question to ask. What about interaction with, here's this brother who's become unfaithful to the Lord, and the church has had to withdraw from him. We've, the, the elders of the church have led us in taking disciplinary action to withdraw ourselves from this individual what about continued interaction on social media? In other words, now I understand that we might there's 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 a two sided coin here. We could yep. be using that to help restore him. Yeah, and I couldn't condemn that at all. But if if I'm just continuing to maintain a social relationship, it is a social network after all, and. When we discipline a person, what we're doing is withdrawing our social company yep. from yep. them, right? Yep. So if I'm going to use it exclusively to try and restore that person, then I would say, yeah, go for it. But if I'm just maintaining a normal, friendly relationship with him, 
I'm his friend. That's what I am on Facebook, right? I'm his friend. I think you've got to rethink that. I think some Christians have, have not been carefully thinking about that aspect of social media. Yeah, it's, 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 a narrow, it's, it's, it's not a cut and dry thing, but you've got to be aware of it. It yeah. is a social interaction, you know, and so to what extent do we share uh, that social relationship, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, you just kind of imagine, would I have this conversation or this interaction out in public? You know, I say, oh, well, no, I would just, you know, I might encourage them or admonish them as a brother, as the Bible says, but I wouldn't just share, sit down and, share information about my life yeah. and my grandkids and my kids and everything we're doing. And, right. Or get a coffee and let's just catch up. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're doing online. Yeah. You wouldn't do that in person. Yeah. So I, I well, have to agree. And there's another danger. I mean, we've known of folks who've gone, uh, you know, have left the Lord and um, and they're very vocal about sharing that with on social media and do you oh they use social media to, to, support, to disrespect pro- the church and the members of the church or promote the, uh, false doctrine and so yeah, forth yeah so what do you do about that yeah yeah all right real quick maybe as a summary randy in michigan in the chat room says make sure that everything you may say on social media has jesus's approval hey yeah he's on your friends list he is automatically he knows yeah everything he's subscribed you subscribed to your post yeah all right all right, we're out of time. I think it's an important discussion. I hope we, I hope we haven't sounded too old fogey-ish. Yeah. We got to cut this off. My arthritis is killing me <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, it, it, we're not making any rules here, uh, but we are saying there's dangers and that you need to use some source of, sort of guidelines as you're approaching this. Very good. You said it very good, Anthony. That we sort of get sucked in before we stop and realize what the dangers are. Yes, it's just. It's, very, you know, the world's changing quickly. We've got these new technologies. These are things that literally on a physical, I believe, and studies show on a physical, biological level, these are things that we've never dealt with before. Our brains are being bombarded in ways they've never been before, and we've got to be prepared. Exactly. So. All right. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank, thanks, Jacob. And thank you, Anthony, for coming. And no thank you for joining us on the program tonight. We hope you made, uh, you benefited from our study of, of God's Word. And if you have any questions or comments, we welcome those questions at collegeview.com. Make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.